Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories. It's me, Shannon. A fellow marathon swimming mom, Tracy Knight discovered that there might be something to this distance stuff shortly before having kids. Her clue was that she completed more distance in an hour than fellow swimmers who would smoke her in practice. Thank you, U.S. Masters e-postals. After completing her first 5K, she didn't hesitate to make the jump to the 17K Portland Bridge Swim in Portland, Oregon. Okay, maybe she hesitated a little bit. But thus, a marathon swimmer was born. We talk about whether uniformity of scenery should be a new metric of marathon swims, being perhaps a reluctant marathon swimmer, and going swimming to avoid the incessant, Mom, where's my socks? I hope you enjoy this episode. Tracy, what's your story? <laughs> Let's oh, start with boy. your swimming background if you want. <laughs> you need some props. Sure. <laughs> I um I swam as a kid. I swam like uh what would it be like like September to May. I like I'm the opposite of some, some people, I guess. I our our neighbor was a was a lifeguard and a, a USMS official school teacher and uh I don't know one one day uh she told my mother oh let I'll take uh Tracy to the the pool that I lifeguard at over the summer with me and run her through the Red Cross classes and by the time I finished all of those and, and I think even then I loved being in the pool but by the time I finished all of those she told my mother oh you here's the swim team you should put her on and I was uh <laughs> seven or eight and and so I did that and um I, I swam um age group I did age group and was never I, I was always middle of the road um probably should have realized when uh the the 25 no breath was like almost an impossibility for me for for months and months and months that uh that I was asthmatic, but nobody, my husband caught that I was asthmatic when I was in my twenties. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but I guess, uh, swimming is, uh, is a classic thing for, for asthmatics to, to take up. A, a lot of us have a lot of, a lot of luck doing it. So yeah, I swam when I was a kid for, for until I was about 12 and, um, and then uh, I stopped when I encountered the, the, when the mean girl on the team happened to also have the family that, that uh, sort of ran the team. And she and I were in the same age group in too many of the same events <laughs> and it became unpleasant. Um, I went to a small enough high school that we didn't have a team. So I just, I didn't swim then. And I went to a small enough college that we did have a team and it was low key enough that I was like, oh, okay, I'll swim in college, sure. <laughs> cool. um, I swam <laughs> masters with uh, uh, what was Indie Swim Fit and became Indie Aquatic Masters since I was in my uh, mid to late 20s. I, I started maybe a year or two after I moved to Indianapolis and um, yeah, there, there I swim with people who swam like, you know, division one college. So usually, 
usually when college swimming comes up, I just sort of sidestep it. I'm not like, oh yeah, I swam in college. I'm like, dude, I swam in college where uh, one day, one, one a day practices were, were just fine. So, <laughs> so I've always, I, I mean, I guess I've always, always been a swimmer, but never been like, uh, and, and, um, never, never been, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I, or I've never been an outstanding swimmer. I always thought I was just middle of the road, you know, and that was fine. I did, uh, I did IM and breaststroke always when I was, when I was a kid and when I was in college. So, and I was just thinking the other day that I remember a set when I was in college where you were supposed to do, you know, your, your, your first stroke, your fourth stroke, your second, your third. And I was like, wait a minute. Back then it was breaststroke freestyle would have been my, my, last stroke last you know, ah. like the thing that you're just not good at and then uh so his breast it would be breast fly back free and i'm like wow that's changed okay <laughs> how often do you do an i am nowadays oh only with zoomers on and only if i'm feeling ambitious <laughs> at practice i my butterfly has something a little messed up and my backstroke just feels terminal. I don't know. <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to be able to do it to swim under bridges and things like that. I'm like, Oh, it's, it's, it's proficient enough for that. I, I can't figure out. I'm like, it's, it's just freestyle, you know, flipped the other way. I'm like, so why can't I get this to, uh, get this to work out? And, um, I think, I think the butterfly, I think if I, uh, if I did it more practices and I've got this pause at the front of the stro stroke where I get a wiggle, <laughs> a, a wiggle with my hands, like a, a little bit of a, of a skull or something that, that isn't good. And mm -hmm. I, yeah, I keep thinking, oh, I'll straighten that out. And then I'm like, oh no, no, evidently I'll just set to 500 free instead. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So when did you start swimming marathons? You know, I didn't start swimming marathons for a long, long, long time. Um, uh, around here, Big Shoulders up in Chicago is like the, or at least in my mind, I was like, oh my God, that's like the longest thing I can ever think of swimming, right? And um, I, I'm thinking the first year I had, I had always had in the back of my mind, like, oh, someday that would be fun to do. And I also had like a wake up call between reading um, Lynn Cox's Swimming to Antarctica, where she talks about her um, age group swimming days and how she was never quite making the intervals, but, but she could like basically, you know, take three seconds and go again. And her husband or her uh, coach was like, you're running yourself ragged. What are you doing? I'm like, that's me at swim practices. Hmm, I wonder, I wonder if there's any kind of commonality there uh, <laughs> between that and having a, a one hour uh, USMS where I looked at my results one year and somebody who wasn't normally in my age group, we were side by side. And I was like, what? This person kicks me around on 100s. Like we're not in the swimming in the same lane. There's nothing. And I, I just, a light bulb in my head went off like, oh, they can't like set a pace that's like a few seconds slower than what they would normally swim at and just do that for an hour. Like, I, I guess I'd always assumed they could do 104s for an hour. No problem. <laughs> you know, evidently, 
you know, she couldn't. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe it's not that I'm not really fast. Maybe it's that I'm a distance swimmer. And at that point, I was like, okay, I should try big shoulders. And the first year that it looked like everything was going to fall into place, I found out that I was pregnant with my son. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe not big shoulders. And let's see, he was born in 2005 and I did not get around to <laughs> signing up for big shoulders until 2015 the first year that it ever got canceled oh man <laughs> I was like trained and you know had had really had really found out that 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 the distance workouts were my thing and that I could swim more and if I just didn't do quite as many sprint workouts I was in much better shape and uh, so 2016, I actually did big shoulders and then I came out of it and um, I was like, wow, I, I think that uh, uh, big shoulders is a 5k. It's two, two loops of a 5k in Lake Michigan. And it starts right from um, downtown Chicago from uh, the Ohio street beach. And it's, it's, it's like one of those really iconic swims, but it's gotten very big and very, very populated by uh, triathletes and wetsuits. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I, and I think it was sort of on the cusp of changing a little the, the first year that I did it. I haven't done it since, but it is a really, it's a fun, neat swim. So I came back and I went, hmm, I, I think that... Uh, that I might like this. And what, what did I do? I found my teammate, Mark Spratt. <laughs> I said, hey, I think I like this. What should I do next? And I was like, you know, and he's like, oh, well, you could look at this. You could look at that. And I think everything he was sort of pulling up was around a 10K. And I said, well, our family vacation next year, we're going to be out in the Pacific Northwest for three weeks. We're going to be in Portland at the time of the Portland Bridge swim. What about that? And he said, oh, yeah, sure, you could do that. So I signed up for the Portland Bridge swim. And then a week later, realized that the longest distance I'd ever swum was 5K. And I really needed a plan. Because <laughs> the Portland Bridge swims like 17K, 17, right? yeah. It's a little yeah. jump. <laughs> Yeah, and that first one, that 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 Portland Bridge swim, boy, that last five k was uh, was definitely tough. I mean, not not like oh, I can't finish this, but like, oh God, this hurts. What was I thinking? The end of the Portland Bridge swim. Just for those, if you guys haven't done it yet, you like you pass all the bridges in downtown Portland, and it's awesome. And then the last, it's like the last five miles of 11 that you, there you can see the finish because it's a straight shot to, to the St. John bridge, but right. it never it's comes very, up. Very <laughs> it's a very tall bridge. It's very big. You can not see look it, at it but it takes like you right hours there. to get there. <laughs> so it's yeah. torturous. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. they, they should, they should have a half Portland bridge swim. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's called a relay. <laughs> it's a really iconic. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. And of course, like I, I did swim the suck later the, in the same year. I hadn't signed up for it, but I managed to slip in. Like I was, I was trained and somehow we were talking about it. I was like, oh, well, yeah, I, if, if there was ever going to be a year that I was trained and could just fall right into that. Um, and Mark, Mark again was like, well, just, <laughs> just, uh, you know, email 
um, Kara and see if any, you know, because he's like, people drop out. You might be able to, to slip in. And I did. And I remember like the, the second really long one was from the suck. And I was like, oh, well, this is really nice. It's really green and rolling. It all looks the same. I was like, wow, the Portland Bridge one where you can like check off the bridges and you yeah. know that you're making progress. Yeah, I, I, I did not realize how, how nice and how kind of unusual that is right. to have those sort of landmarks. I think, I think Swim the Suck, I mean, it, it, is, it is gorgeous, but the scenery is much more uniform throughout. <laughs> uniform scenery. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a yeah. new metric of marathon swimming. <laughs> how uniform is the yeah. scenery? <laughs> I got a funny feeling channel swimmers probably say the same thing. You know, uniform <laughs> scenery. There's a reason why the bridge swims are advertised as bridge swims, so you can check them off. <laughs> right. I, I, but, I, you know, it's, it's like one of those things, you know, when, when, when that's your first one, like, I just, I didn't realize until later that, uh, that like mentally being able to, to figure out where on the course I was and, and say, okay, well, I've got that under my belt, like, you know, that that's, that that's something that I had done and that that is not, uh, not something that's available in some of these other swims. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, most of them, I mean, you, 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 I guess you can ask your kayaker, but, uh, a lot of these things you, you don't know until you get close to the end that, uh, that that's where you are. Right. Yeah. So your mom, you find yourself a marathon swimmer. <laughs> Why do you keep doing it? <laughs> I, I always say, so my kids are a little bit older now. I've got a, a 15-year-old son and a nine-year-old daughter. And uh, I, I, I said that I took it up because, you know, nobody, nobody says, mom, mom, when you're doing these things, long <laughs> exactly. workouts, like, you know, you're in the water. There's no mom, mom, where, where are my socks? Where's this oh my god you know that it it just um I love I love sort of the meditative uh quality about it but that being said like I just I can't imagine trying to do it when the kids were really young I guess my, my daughter was fairly young when I started uh training for big shoulders and then by the time I had that second season I'm trying to think um she would have been six so old enough that I can um sorry I can um I could let my husband run the show when uh when I'm doing the training on the weekends and and for the events by and large I mean there are there are a few of them that that the family has come to because they've you know the, the Portland Richmond because it was in the middle of our vacation but I think by and large, it's, it's kind of something I, I go off and do on my own. Um, but I, I, my, my daughter, we spent a year out in Portland um, a couple of years ago, and I got my daughter into a kayaking uh, summer camp, and she came home saying, okay. I'll, I'll kayak, you know, I'm going to go kayak this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the other thing. And I was like, Oh, will you kayak for me on my big swims when you're, you know, when they say you're old enough to do it, she's like, Oh yeah, I will. I'm definitely holding her to that. (laughs) She, she might just do it. I, I, my son, I I think it would take a lot of cold, hard cash and, and he's still 
would be feeding me and saying, you know, gosh, this is really long. <laughs> right. Right. He's a, he's a little stoic, so he might not he might not complain too too much. But I'm I'm not sure he'd uh, he'd be into it. Yeah, yeah, that seems it's a, a hard sell. For, for yeah, some yeah, there's some people know. that love it and some that don't. But <clears throat> yeah, and neither of my kids are are swimmers. I didn't. Uh, I, I I my son tried it for uh, half a year when he was little. And I still remember he was like, mom, I'm always the tardiest swimmer. You know, he was like seven or eight. And and because he just joined the team, he was the last one coming in on everything. And I don't know, it, it beats some energy out of him. And he, he'll still swim, but he's he's not interested in being on swim team. And He's got the and rest of his fine. life ahead of him. I, yeah. 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 <laughs> he I'm kind of like, oh, you know, having to juggle my swim schedule and their swim schedule. That would be torturous. And, and all the early mornings. I'm like, yeah, if it's if it if it's not driven by them, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push it. And it's I'm I'm the only swimmer in the family. I don't come from a a, a swimming family where, you know, where it's something that you do. <laughs> yeah. So tell me what it's like when you finish a marathon swim. How does it feel? Oh my God. Usually I just feel tired and hungry. I think I'm like, I almost, almost every single one. I'm like, oh wow, that, that, that took a lot. Am I, am I sure about this? Um, most recently this summer, I, uh, uh, Steve Grunwald and I did a tandem of, of uh, a width of Tahoe, not, not, the, not the length, the length is the really long one, just, just a nice uh, width, and um, we just sort of slipped on the schedule, it was not, uh, it was not something that I had planned for, for this year, all of, all of the swims that I had planned for this swim season got canceled, but uh, Steve and I were texting and he said, you know, do you have anything on the schedule? And I was like, no, it's all cleared off. And I was like, and I'm really not trained for anything more than 10 miles. I was, you know, I've been able to get in local lakes and do this, do that and have some schizophrenic, you know, why am I bothering to do any of this? Who knows? And then the days where I'm like, oh, let's go really long and, you know, get in a good long training swim. Um, so we, we did, uh, we did Tahoe and at the end of Tahoe, I remember like, like finally feeling like, oh, okay, that, that's good. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad it's not longer and check. I'm hungry, check. I'm tired, but Hey, I kind of feel like maybe I could have gone longer. That's interesting. This being the one year that I really wasn't specifically training, But it may also just be the one year that, you know, 12 miles is really within my comfort zone instead of, you know, the swims that I take on continuing to be a reach. Who knows? (laughs) Can you tell us about the swim you're most proud of? Most proud of? Hmm. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have an answer off the top of my head, but I, but I guess, uh, I guess I'll say this, uh, I think it was May, this, this spring, um, a couple of people that I swim with for Indy 
were trying to requalify for their English Channel swims because it didn't look like it was going to go this year. And their six hours, uh, 60, 60 degree or below swim qualification was, was going to um, expire. And so I got in, I committed to the first two hours, like on paper, I organized it. I was like, oh, I'll organize it, sure. And my friend, Mike Dolans was like, oh yeah, you could do this, you could do this. And I, I kept hedging like, yeah, okay, we'll see. I'll throw on sunscreen and I'll bring enough feeds that if, uh, if I keep going, then I keep going. But you know, on paper, I was committed to two hours and I did end up staying in the, the full six. And I will also say that it was, it was like the, the water, when we started, it might've been 58 or 59. And certainly it's a kind of a series of three lakes connected by a, a couple of, of channels. And, and the whole thing is like, you know, two miles if you swim all three lakes. So we're talking very small lakes. The second and the third ones are a little cooler than the, than the largest one that we have a friend that lives on. So I think it was right around 60 there. So it's a little cooler in the other two. But we had an amazing day. It was probably, you know, 70 degree air temp by the time we finished. We started in the morning and the water, you know, the water might have been 60 in all three lakes by the very end of the swim. So I, yeah, I'm like, this was not, you know, water 57 degrees, air temp in the 40s or, yeah. I, I, yeah. It was, it was strategically chosen. <laughs> yeah, but you did it. I was hoping you were going to say that one <laughs> to go to set your mind to two hours and go out and do six. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I think, I think again, I, I actually think that, uh, that, that not being committed made it, made it easier <laughs> because I, I, I mean, it, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't like I, I had to, you know, scrape together and, and figure out like at two hours, I was like, Oh, I want to keep going. I was like, yeah, this feels okay. I'll, I'll keep going. And I've got feeds for it. So it wasn't, it wasn't totally, but I also, if I'd wanted to get out at two hours, I would have been like, well, okay, I'm getting out. This is what I signed up for. Do they yeah. have marathon swims? Like that? <laughs> I'll never forget. You the commit first... to 10 miles, but you go 50 if. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. If you just can keep going. There's something about that getting started. I think um, I remember the, the year I did northeast kingdom week up you know in vermont with phil when my when my son rowan was like eight months old <laughs> but, but i remember i was i wasn't ready for it specifically but i remember going into masa whippy and which is like nine miles and telling phil at the beginning i was like you know i'm really so, really tired my shoulder really hurts so just i don't know if i'm gonna make it today and he's like well He's like, why don't you just get started? And, you know, and I, that, he's like, if you need to get out, we'll pull you out. <laughs> but, but, but I swam the whole thing, you know, right, like that, right. it's good to get started. I, I think it is. And not having that pressure in your head, but just, but just being, and I, I, I mean, I think this is also the way I get through most marathon swims. It's, it's 
marathon swimming and, and labor. It's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> what, what about the next 15 minutes? Not, you know, not, can you make the whole thing? Let's, you know, can you, can you stick in there for 15 more minutes? Yeah, sure. Let's, let's take 15 minutes or in the case of marathon swimming, I guess it's usually the feeds. Like, can you, can you go to the next feed? So when the mind starts saying, Oh God, this is long. I don't know that shoulder, that shoulder hurts. Oh my God. You, you don't say, Oh, I'm only a mile in and I've got 10 miles left. What on earth am I thinking? You say, well, let's take it to the next feed and see, see what happens. And I think, I think when you don't, when you don't have your mind undoing you with, in my case, because uh, because I learned fractions about the same time I, I started swimming. And so I always would do fractions um, in my head when we were doing sets. Okay, we're two thirds of the way through this set. And this set is, is three quarters of the way uh, uh, through the swim practice. So in long swims, it's, oh my God, you're only you know 10% into this swim and you're already having these thoughts. What are you thinking? <laughs> if, I, I find that if you can if you can get your head out of that mindset, you're much, much better off. And, and usually I think getting started the first, the first, you know, somewhere between the first 10%, first quarter of the swim can be tough to kind of settle into the mindset. And then I always find, I compare it to the third 25 of the 100 or the third 50 of the 200. You know, the last quarter, you can push yourself through by knowing that you're at the end and, and that, you know, it's, it's going to finish. But man, that, that 50% to 75% is where my mind, you know, it gets long, it gets hard. And, you know, how do you, how do you find the push there? I, I'd say that those are the, are the tough spaces are usually in the beginning and then once I'm kind of past the halfway point, but the end is nowhere in sight. <laughs> those, those are where you, I really start piecing it out and saying, okay, you know, 15 more minutes, 300 more strokes, the next mm. feed, you know, whatever it is. Don't think about how much further out you have. Let's just, let's just take this little by little and see if, if we get there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I guess if you don't, you don't. Right. Right. Yeah. I th you're making me think of all these things about how like uh, set distance, um, not having swam. And, you know, I think that people are swimming channels and current, you know, in currents where you don't know how long it's going to be. You can't piece it out like that, you know, so <laughs> that's when like the fractions can betray you. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I always, anytime I read about like a channel swim where they, where they get right in there and then in, encounter the current or the tide or whatever and end up going for another three, four hours. I'm like, oh my God, that's got to mess with you. Something <laughs> fierce. And I was like, how, you know, I'm, I just, I'm just like, how do you train for that? How do you, um, gotta let it go, I guess. <laughs> yeah. How, I mean, how do you, how do you dig in when you can see the land, but you, but you can't get there because you're just stuck in something. I'm like, man, those people, they got to be pulling it. I don't know where they're pulling it from then. And I was like, could I do that? Well, one day maybe I'll find out, you know, because right. I, 
I assume sooner or later I'll I'll find myself in a situation like that where where towards the end of the swim, towards what I think is the end of the swim, something that's out of my control is going to make it hugely long. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'll figure figure it out. But I, I'm always very uh, very admiring when I read those accounts of swims. You seem to me like the the reluctant marathon swimmer. Like you just, just stumbled into it, and you're like, uh, I guess I'll keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah I'm, I'm funny I so I have a bumper sticker on my car that I picked up at a, a surf shop on the Oregon coast it says that's a horrible idea what time and like every every marathon swimmer that, that that sees my car that's that's the bumper sticker that they're like oh I love that one I'm like oh my god that that is evidently the tell of a marathon swimmer but I think it is especially apt for me I'm like I'm like okay you know um just logically speaking I can tell you you know everything about this that's going to make it hard or going to make it you know here's here's a pitfall there's a pitfall whatever and 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 I think uh maybe not not so much to be negative but or or not so much focused on the negative but just like eh, I don't know and I'm I'm not sure I really want to commit to uh to doing these things before I'm really sure that I can. And that being said, you know, marathon swimming always has that element of, of uh, things that are completely out of your control. Like, you know, the wind, the weather, the currents, whatever. I always figure you go out for a swim, you, you put in the best training that you can, you try to put yourself there mentally and there's a piece of it that's just completely out of your control and you know if you can't complete it uh you can't you can't hold yourself accountable for completing it you you hold yourself accountable for the effort you hold yourself accountable for you know trying to have the right mindset trying to to be prepared enough when you get there. I don't know. I never feel like I'm prepared enough when I get there. I always feel like my mindset could have been a little bit better, but you know, there, there are those things that it it doesn't matter. You could have been more prepared. You could have had the perfect mindset and there are events that you're still, you know, not going to complete because something that is out of your control, pardon me, something that is out of your control happened. And that's, that's, that's part of all this because you're not just in a pool doing laps. It's true. It's super true. Yeah. Um, so is there anything you brought to my mind? Is there anything that you haven't finished? You know, I, I don't think so. Not, not in marathon swimming. Um, there was, there was a two mile cable swim um uh it was it was a local event I don't because it was a cable swim it might have been the national event or whatever this was this was just as I was getting into marathon swimming I think and I remember I showed up for it I had a lot of stuff going on with work I was just really anxious about what was going on in the rest of my life and I got into the water and I did one loop of it. So I did half mile 
And I just was like, I don't feel right. I feel really jittery. I can't figure out. I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't feel very safe for me to be in the water. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, um, I'm, I'm getting out because, because something doesn't feel right about this. And so I did. And then I came home and my husband was like, did you take the coffee before it finished brewing this morning? And I was like, yeah, I guess I did. I, I had to run. I had to, you know, get out the door to get to this event. And he's like, yeah, because my coffee was really, really weak. <laughs> I was like, oh, I had a, an extra dose of caffeine to go with all that anxiety. Maybe I wasn't having a panic attack in the water. But that, that's, that's the only thing right now that I can think of that I, that I haven't finished in open water swimming. I'm, I'm sure that there's one on the horizon um, and I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to be one of, I, I don't want to be somebody who's like, well, if I sign up for an event, obviously I'm going to finish it period the end, you know, no other, no other option is, is available because as I said, I, I think that there are just too many situations where, um, you know, safety is at issue, or it doesn't matter, they can, they can let you swim in place for hours and hours and hours. But if you can't make headway, you know, that keeping you in the water is, is not going to work. So I'd, I'd like to think that when I hit that, or there are the days that you get out there, and you know, your body tells you, sorry, we're, we're not here. That's, that's not possible. Um, but it, it hasn't happened to me yet on a long event. I haven't, I, I've only, I, I've got about a dozen 10 K pluses under my belt, not much more than that. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it's coming, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, and, and I like to think that I'll be graceful about it, but, uh, I did, um, in conjunction with the 24 hour relay, I did an Alcatraz swim in February, a couple of years ago. And I guess the current was much stronger than we had predicted. And, and, uh, we, we were coming in too slowly. It was, there were four of us, two got pulled and then it was Steve Grunwald and I, and we hit this current and man, we were getting ready to be swept out past the Golden Gate Bridge. I mean, we needed to get in and we're fighting the current. And I, I am, you know, I don't kick. I'm kicking as hard as I can. I'm sprinting. I feel like I'm staying in place. But every time I breathe to the left, I can see that Steve is doing the same thing. So I'm like, okay, we'll just do it. And I think I would have told you, oh yeah, you know, if they have to pull you from a swim, it's a safety consideration. You know, you just, you just listen to, to the pilot or the observer, it's out of your hands. I'm in the water and I'm, I'm swimming as fast as I can. And I'm every breath. I'm like, they are not pulling me out of this water. <laughs> and I, I, I still think that if, if, uh, if Sylvia had said, Hey, it's time, we can't safely do this anymore. I would have, I, I hope I would have immediately flipped to, okay, that's the signal. That's that it's, it's out of my hands. But I was really surprised that instead of being like, oh, we might not be able to make this, I was like, uh-uh, I'm making it. <laughs> That's awesome. 
That's awesome. I, I was wondering, has your um, have your has your asthma ever bothered you when you're swimming marathons? It has never. I always bring an inhaler with me. I usually try to take one uh, a hit at the start, but uh, yeah. And and I have. I, I think for swim the suck. I later realized that I had. Like I had a little bit of a cold or something. I think I had some background going on that morning. And I knew, I knew when I got in the water and I, or before then, and I told my kayaker that morning, I was like, something's off. I think I might be getting sick or something. I was like, I'm just going to take this really easy, but I may, you know, here's, here's my inhaler. If I need it, it's probably time for me to get out because I know that I'm a little bit under today anyhow um no it's it's never bothered me i i always figure that if it if it does it would probably be an allergic reaction to something in the water hmm. um but I, I i think maybe the the systemic or the the systematic breathing helps i don't know mm -hmm. i don't know yeah I remember when I used to coach swimming a long time ago, I had a little summer club I coached and I remember there was a couple of kids that were asthmatic that were like, oh, our doctor told us we need to swim. <laughs> yeah, I've done some reading and, and they don't, I don't think that they really, like that pulmonologists really understand, but swimming seems to work very well for asthmatics as long as you um, don't have a heavy duty reaction to uh, pool chemicals, assuming you're a pool swimmer or... Mm. Oh my God, being a lake swimmer. Yeah, there are times of the year when there are definitely things in the lake that I'm, uh, you know, having allergies to and that'll bump up the <laughs> asthma. But it's, it's never happened while I'm swimming. So Good. How is, um, how's the pandemic been for you? I haven't really checked in with you since the virtual swim practice oh, days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been having a wonderful pandemic. How about you? <laughs> no. This, this year, so um, the first um, year, or the, the year that I went out to Portland, I had thought that the next thing on my list for marathon swimming was SCAR. I was, I was like, I want to bump up and do the whole SCAR swim. And I got out to Portland, and I just, I couldn't find a team to practice with regularly enough I couldn't like there just so much of my life was in flux that I finally at some point like probably about the time about now when it was time to register for SCAR I said you know what I'm not I'm not going to take it on this year I think I think it would just send my stress sky high and I, I just don't feel like I know what the plan is for training for it so how does this relate to the pandemic? I, I was supposed to do SCAR this summer mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it totally got wiped off, wiped off the, the schedule. And I was really bummed because, you know, February, I, I really felt like my training, I was, I was going longer and further than I ever had before. I felt like my long distance training was falling into place so that was that was really hard, but I think having the year in Portland, where I where I didn't really have that big event that I was training for, and I didn't really know what I was doing with my marathon swimming, 
What I ended up doing there was swimming down the thermometer, getting getting cold water adapted, or at least starting that process. I ended up getting in a bunch of ocean swims. I had never, well, not never, I, I guess I'd done the, um, the Lido Key swim. That was my first ocean swim. And it was right before I went out to Portland, but I wasn't I, I did not, I had not yet established any comfort with ocean swimming. And I got in a lot of ocean swimming while I was on the West coast, um, cold water swimming, what else? Night swimming, like all of these things that, that I think I hadn't, I hadn't pieced together that they're part of, if you, if you want to take on some of the big marathon swims or create one of your own or whatever all of these things are pieces of that Mm -hmm. and in fact like the cold water swimming and the night swimming are both pieces in scar that I really Mm -hmm. didn't have the experience for them and I was like okay so I totally let the distance go but I added in these other things that that have been of immense benefit so I'm kind of trying to look at pandemic world the same way I'm like okay all my all my events got wiped and, you know, what have I gotten? I, I got the, the Tahoe swim, which was just amazing. Um, I'm having a really hard time as we head into uh, the winter. I, I, I struggle through winters normally anyhow. I'm, I, I would gladly go into a semi-hibernative state. <laughs> and just as soon as work agrees to give me a paycheck and let me not come. <laughs> That, that's what Let I'll be know. doing I for the winter. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, the whole time we were in the spring when it was pandemic world, I kept focusing on like, oh, I'm so glad that this is happening in the spring because it's spring and you know, life <laughs> is coming up and we'll have access to the lakes soon. And, and you know, there are all these, these good things on the horizon. It would be so hard if this was happening you know, as we were heading into winter and I woke up the other day and went, oh crap, that's where we are. So Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just thankful. We have some pools that I have access to. It is not my normal um, uh, master's practice access schedule. The, the amount of time I can get in at pools is, is uh, more limited than it used to be. But I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that we have some access and I'm trying to focus on that. I'm trying to sort of figure out what pieces of uh, marathon swimming maybe I haven't thought about before that I might be able to work on in a pandemic. My guess is like Oregon, it'll, uh, it'll slap me in the face that I've worked on some pieces of it after all is said and done. I probably... It's probably that? not going to be systematically like, okay, I'm going to work on nutrition right now. Here's my eight week plan. Cause all of those eight week plans seem to be going straight to hell. <laughs> How about slogging through? That's what you're working on during the pandemic is just slogging through. That might be getting to the other be, side. That's right. <laughs> Letting go of, of what's out of your control and yep. trying to focus on what you can control, which is evidently so much less than you ever thought it was. (laughs) I used to think that going to swim practice was totally within my control. (laughs) Not if that swim practice doesn't exist. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all slogging through, but we can do it. We're marathon swimmers. <laughs> I found a lot of joy in swimming this year that that I'm not sure. I mean, maybe maybe it would have been there in a non-pandemic world, but there have just been times when, you know, just being at the lake and having nothing to train for. I'm like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. And it's a gorgeous, you know, early summer day. And I'm just, I'm so happy to be here. And it's nice not to have in the back of my head, okay, I've got to do 6K today. Yeah. And maybe I still end up doing 6K that day. But, you know, like the the not having the schedule to be on has been, um, has been a lot of fun. There, there have been some some swims where I'm just like, Oh, wow. This is great. There have also been the swims when I show up and I'm like, I don't know. It's pandemic world. Oh crap. Well, 2k is what I've got today. I'm, I'm giving up life outside life is just too much for me right now. That cleared my head, but I don't have anything more to give to this. Yeah. So maybe, maybe the biggest lesson is just in, in letting, letting go and being wherever you are in the moment and accepting that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, sure. I'll have that one down <laughs> when this is over. Uh, um, so uh, advice for aspiring marathon swimmers, aspiring reluctant marathon swimmers like yourself, what would you tell them? <laughs> I thought when I signed up for Big Shoulders 5K, I was like, oh my God, that's more than I've ever swum in a pool workout. And there's not a wall there. Like, and, and it's funny because I did it so easily, but it, it was this big jump, you know, the longest, the longest open water swims I'd ever done. I'd done a two mile. We had a two mile open water in our local lakes, but that one had seemed long when I had done it. So I was like, oh, a 5k. Oh my God, this is just so long. Um, but it was, it was amazing how quickly I sort of did it. And I, I mean, I trained more for it. I was really concerned that I wouldn't be able to do it. So I guess, I guess the advice is just take that, that first leak, whatever it is that seems out of reach, you know, develop a plan and uh, put that little voice in your head that says this, this is too much you know, out of, out of your mind and then, and then be willing to get in and try it. And, and, you know, maybe it is too much. No, it turns out that I didn't quite know what all the elements of this were like, like that's okay. You, you get a lot of information with each of these things that you try and there's, there's feedback on, you know, like you can plan for the components that you know about, Oh, I need to be swimming lots of distance. But if all your distance swimming is in a pool and you're moving to open water, there are going to be things that you that 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 are different, even if you've tried to account for that. Mm -hmm. But you just you just do it. I guess I guess the reluctance part. Yeah, I, I tend to be like like, you know, longest swim I've done right now is 12 miles. Obviously, I should be hopping to 15. It would be crazy to jump to 22. And yet, you know, taking my own advice, maybe. Maybe that will be, you know, may, maybe if the pieces that fall into place, if the next one's a, a 20 plus, maybe I will jump up there. But I, I'm sure that I'm sure that that is not uh, 
not what I'm uh, hoping to do. I'm hoping to take off the next, the next little chunk, the next uh, step in the ladder that gets you a little closer to that. Right, right. Um, what marathon swimmer has inspired you? Oh my gosh. So I am Indianapolis based. So I have a bunch of um, locals that I, I, I still think if I had, uh, if I'd been out on my own somewhere, I'm not sure I would have jumped into this world. There were a bunch of people who do this. So I think, uh, you know, Steve Rao has, is a, is a, um, as a teammate and has always been really helpful and just uh, super approachable. Like as soon, as soon as I started doing this, you know, he, he'll come and talk to me and he's, he's more than willing to share whatever he knows. Uh, Mark obviously was, was my go-to because uh, you know, I, I knew that he was the one who knew about this. Um, Jan Johnson is a an indie swimmer. She was sort of a I, one of the first, I think, even before Mark started swimming the long stuff. She did the the sound, um, not the New York sound, the the one that's in Maryland, I believe. Um, but but she did a lot of the really really long stuff, and she. I think she did the Bridges to Bluffs 10K this past year and said, okay, I'm done with marathon swimming. She's in her 60s, maybe. Yeah, I think she's in her 60s. And I think she's kind of like, yeah, you know, I've done that. But she is just uh, so helpful and so nice. And, and just the example of somebody who is a middle of the road swimmer, like you don't have to have been the, you know, upper echelon of age group or masters or, or college swimming to get into this and do some amazing things. And, and she seems like such a, a normal person, you know, if you don't know. And I was like, what? Jan's swimming like 20 miles? What? You know, and that was, that was 10 years ago. And she sort of planted the seed. And then I absolutely uh, adore Jessica Kiras and, and whenever, like, like the cold water adaptation blog that she wrote just the other day, I'm like, oh, this is so great because I love digging into the, the, the literature and trying to figure things out and then plan what I'm going to do. And I think, I think I see a little bit of a kindred soul when I, when I read Jess's stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, for sure. and I, I also think that like she always seems to be really open to questions and you know here's here's my research here's my experience your results may vary mm -hmm. and I'm like yep that's that's kind of how I approach it yeah I called her once and she uh she like was like looking for a lake to swim somewhere near her she's like hold on let me check my logs and she like goes back into her log books and finds out a temperature on a specific day at a specific lake and she's very oh my god organized <laughs> she yeah. refuses to be a guest but I'll keep trying <laughs> all right you guys thank you so much for being here I enjoyed it thank you yeah. oh thanks <laughs> all right you guys have a great day we'll see you next week Are you ready to swim smarter? Check out my virtual Efficient Swimming Basics program at intrepidwater.com. I hope you enjoyed today's interview.
If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.